Buddha, are we live? I think we're live. Dude, loud and clear. How you doing, man? Gotcha, Lamother. <laughs> Great, dude. I sound better than the last couple pods. Yeah. How's this? Yeah, I think you sound a little bit more clear. How are we doing today, dude? Monday, uh, markets are pretty flat today. I've been uh, yeah. rolling a, uh, a, a put credit spread uh, in the S&Ps for like fucking eight months that hasn't been profitable <laughs> until I just... I was like, screw it. I'm going to let it go down to zero DTE. And, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And uh, it was, uh, it was, I sold the 412 and bought the 360. And luckily, I think S&P's closed at uh, 412, like 80 something today. So I fucking lucked out. Have you ever like repositioned a small trade enough times where you know, it goes on for months and months. You get to the end of it and you're like, ah, God, you know what? I'm up, I'm up 50, I'm up 200 or whatever. I'm just going to scalp this. I'm done. Close it out. And then like a month later, it hits you. I retraded that like 50 times. The commission alone for TD Ameritrade was like 400 bucks. God. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> trade small, trade often is uh, my brokerage's uh, catchphrase. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a winning motto for them. Unbelievable. I will own a portion of, uh, one of the leading brokerages one of these days. I, every time I drive past that monolith TD Ameritrade building down here in San Diego, I just want to throw a, an in and out burger onto their lawn just so they have to deal with it. Yeah. Just get that nice grease right on the windows. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, uh, while the markets have been busy, it seems that uh, the millennials have been busy figuring out ways to make money. And they are coming up with some creative ideas that we're going to be uh, discussing today. (laughs) What do you have for us? Yeah, man, uh, that is definitely the truth. Now, you know, you used to hear about this weird shit going on in like Japan where you could like buy women's panties out of vending machines and like. You know, they had like little digital girlfriends and, and, uh, that, you know, you could go to a bar and just like pay to like have a girl talk to you. And it wasn't even a sexual deal. And I was like, man, this is always a, um, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a strange thing. Well, then, you you know, you get into the statistics and, you know, Japan is, they are struggling to maintain their population. It's very difficult to become a Japanese citizen if you're not born there. And, um, yeah, they are struggling to maintain their pop, uh, their, their, uh, you know, current, uh, population. Um, they're not replacing people as fast as they are dying. And it's kind of a crazy deal. And if you look at it, you know, their level of young male virgins is like, you know, two or three times the world, you know, the, the average of like first world countries. And so that kind of got me thinking, I saw this, um, I saw this uh, uh, article and basically it says, bear with me one second here. Um, It is, uh, it was posted by not ace Two Reddit here. And uh, the title is young male virginity on the rise. Now, just to give you some context, uh, this is self-reported men between the ages of 18 and 30 years old. And over the course of three decades, uh, or 
the better part of three decades, from the 1980s to 2010, young men, the, the percentage of young virgin men between 18 and 30 was around, hovered between like 7 and like 13%, depending on the year, and stayed relatively the same uh, from the 80s until 2008. Now, 2008, what happened? Everyone got smartphones. That's pretty much when the majority of the pe- of people uh, you know, started transitioning to smartphones. The internet became yeah. way more accessible. It was in your hand. And now, fast forward uh, a decade later, and we're closing in on 30%. 30%? 30 30%. It's about uh, 27 and some change. So, I mean, we're talking one out of every three 30-year-olds you see walking out on the street. Almost one out of every three virgin. Unbelievable. Wait, wait, wait. I, just let me challenge that for a second. There was a spread on the years, the, the ages they pulled, right? 18 to 30. 18 to 30. Okay. Yes. So let's assume there's some weight to the younger guys. Sure. But we're still talking about 27, 28%. That's right. Yes. So historically it's always been somewhere between seven and 13%. There's been years where it's like close to like about around 13%, but it always, you know, trends back down. It kind of hunts around those around, you know, between those two numbers. Right. The start of the 2010s, it broke through. You know, and and we're 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 up at close to thirty percent now. Holy smokes, man! I mean, that means that's got to mean that fifty percent of the guys in college who are like twenty aren't having sex, and then the thirty-year-olds hopefully are, and they're more like at a twenty percent rate. But the average is sinking you to almost thirty percent. Like, what the heck? I didn't know. Like, in in a few different areas i'm reading all this data talking about japan going into this growth recession they have negative growth rates they got to figure out whether or not they can get robots to support them as they get old it's like the most absurd scenario i think they're you know unraveling or unveiling excuse me another visa program to try to bring more people into the country and dude that is insane though i mean what a crazy and you're going from like a repressed a sexually repressed society that had some pervy stuff going on to just absolutely nobody touching each other. Like it's stuff's getting weird, man. That's not normal. That's it's, not standard at all. It's, it's not looking good for uh, uh Gen Z or Gen X or uh, Gen Z, Gen Z here. Um, Z, yeah. It's not looking good, man. Um, and, you know, and not to, you know, not to pile on the Japanese um, cause you know, I didn't bring up the weird stuff you could buy out of vending machines uh, over there to uh, to uh, disparage them in any way. But what I, the reason I brought that up is because they had a very similar trend. It just happened a few decades earlier, um, and now you're seeing this these weird markets for like all these all these strange things you can buy online. Obviously, everyone knows about OnlyFans by this point in time. I don't know really why OnlyFans is such a big deal when like everything you could ever dream of is free online already. <laughs> right. I don't I don't know anybody who has OnlyFans. That being said, maybe I do and like it's just not something you bring up at work or, you know, sitting around in the <laughs> water cooler like, oh, do you see OnlyFans yeah. or whatever today? But um yeah, it's kind of crazy yeah. to think. So like it's uh, funny how you 
it's funny how you talk about that barrier to entry too, because you get online and the most, even the largest companies are competing with each other by offering services and practically anything else for free, even consumables, actual, you know, cell phones are being given out, being given out for free. They just need you to get hooked on the subscription. And in this case, like you can find nudes anywhere you want. You can find anything you want on the internet and people are paying. Yeah. But I mean, here's the deal. No one, no one wants to be in a relationship with that chick who's going to give it up on the first date. Same thing with OnlyFans, dude. If it's free, you don't want it, man. OnlyFans, it cock, you know, you get that little hit of like, oh, shoot, I had to just, I had to pay 500 bucks for this. It's worth it. There's, it's like a, it's like expensive wine, dude. You know, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm not a sommelier here, but, you know, I feel like once you hit about 60 bucks, it's all the same, right? Um, right, right, right. There's people out there in restaurants, you know, throwing down a thousand bucks for a nice bottle or bottle of red to go with your tomahawk ribeye. And uh, I mean, it, are you really getting that much extra value out of the extra 440 you're paying on top of that 60? You know, this little adrenaline hit, this little like happiness hormone that flows through your pituitary gland or whatever and eventually just makes you freaking ecstatic to blow money you don't need to be blowing this ties into podcast number two where we were talking about you know robbing a bank and being more satisfied with all the free stuff you know quintessentially free things you'd be buying if you had had ripped off a bunch of people and you're using someone else's money that you shouldn't have in the first place it it definitely has that like same impact It it has something to do with our 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 dissatisfaction with things that are easy to obtain, you know, and just disposable. But I didn't know this until you brought this up today that we we're going to be talking about this on the pod, that the subscriptions have a, on OnlyFans start at $5 and go up to 50 bucks a month. I didn't know it was that like standardized. I wasn't sure if, you know, I could get on there and just charge whatever I wanted, but there's, there's kind of a, a, a control to what you can do here. But the amount of money people are raking in is definitely uncontrolled. You look at the so, top three people right now. There's a the ceiling. Three there's a, in what way? Like you can only charge one person five hundred dollars per, or sorry, fifty dollars for per uh, subscription. Like that's the most you as an OnlyFans account holder can charge any single person. Or how does it work, dude? No, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It seems that the third party OnlyFans is standardizing what you can um, what you can charge people. Like, I don't think anyone's paying more than fifty bucks a month right now for any OnlyFans content. So I'm guessing, like, based on what you give people and based on what you do, you're either like a low tier or premium tier type of uh, content creator, and people are more or less willing to jump up from five to ten to fifty dollars, right? So people are going to be it creates a weird competition because people are going to be mad to pay $50 when someone else is giving up the same type of content for, for five bucks or maybe not. Maybe they want that fine wine and they just, they just justify it the whole time. Hey, but you dude, know the what? Top, dude, how about yeah. this take? You know, Jack Dorsey shouldn't silence people on Twitter and only fans shouldn't put price ceilings on, on, uh, on their members, dude. Maybe we need uh, Elon to uh, make a bid for only fans too. Bring some, uh, bring some, <laughs> bring some free market capital capitalism to the uh, release uh, the value. Fans. Yeah, dude. 
The top three participants, uh, content creators on OnlyFans are making a combined $50 million right now. Yearly. That's insane. Yes, yearly. All right, break it's, it down uh, by does it does it have it by week? Who's give me give me like some people we know and what they're making a week. Number one is Black China. I do not really know her. I know she's like into pop culture, the hip hop game and stuff. I forget who she's dated, what the deal is, but I see her wherever. She's got sixteen million followers. I think she dated I a Kardashian tell us brother. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Little yeah. brother Rob or whatever. Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. So she's got 16 million followers on OnlyFans, it seems. They're using the Instagram icon, but I'm pretty sure that's on OnlyFans. And she's making 20 million. Next is Bella Thorne. I don't know her. She's got 25 million followers. So she has more followers, but she's only making 11 million. Twice, that's almost, not twice, but that's 70% more followers, making about half. And then Cardi B, Cardi B has... 82 million followers and she's only making 9.3 so cardi b is probably not pushing out the same content she might have the masses but she's just getting all their little fans to throw throw money at her right unlike some of these other girls who are probably just going hard in the paint and getting those premium fees from a more hardcore following of people yeah cardi b woman of the people man she's uh you know it it doesn't cost that much man you know good for her and she, Bella Thorne is uh, an actress by nature, it seems. I did not know her. Wow. It seems like everybody's making money out there on uh, OnlyFans, dude. How about this headline? Puppy girls are role-playing as cute dogs, and it's confusing men. Puppy girl Jenna earns $10,000 a month on OnlyFans, making videos of herself playing fetch, begging for food, and being taken out. On nice long walks, she's making ten grand a month. At, she's making what was ten that grand article a month. written. Uh, this was four days ago. Okay, so full disclosure here, people. Travis and I have seen this content. <laughs> it was not on OnlyFans, but her material has drifted into the uh, the Instagram app, and we have seen it there, and it is hilarious. Like it's not funny in any comedic sense, but the fact that she's making ten grand. <laughs> from people supporting her for doing that is just bravo. Just bravo. The Japanese went weird. The Americans are just doubling down and going a step weirder. It's, it's yeah. absurd. Yeah. Um, yikes. I think, I think the only pervert that has the dog lovers, the dog lovers beat is the crowd that's been buying the bath water. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. You got to tell us about that. For those who don't know, uh, I think this originated with Belle Delphine, who's uh, a socialite on the YouTube channel and uh, other social media channels. But Belle, she's yeah, got... Wait, uh, real quick. Disclaimer here, everybody. Yeah. Disclaimer here, everybody. Don't go B-E-L-L-E. Delphine is spelled D-E-L-P-H-I-N-E. Deller. I'm not... Le- you aren't allowed to. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, Belle, who you're not allowed to Google, uh, has millions of followers, four or five million at this point. And uh, she blew up kind of doing these gamer girl tease videos online. It was kind of like a weird sexuality to it. Not exactly. It was, it was never like blatant pornography, 
but she has so many followers that she she decided to start selling her own bath water. Okay, this blew up about a year ago. She was selling bath water for $30 per bottle. Oh, God. And other influencers were buying it and drinking it and just making content out of that. Like, it was a huge deal for a while to get Bell's, Bell Delphine's bath water and drink it online. And um, I know she's back, but actually there was so much hate towards her when this happened that she, like, disappeared for, like, I don't know, months on end, like half a year or something. But just another absurd, like, sexually pervy (laughs) content that people were raking in hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars were, you know, from doing. It's absurd. Yeah, not only was there a market for her water, but there was a market for the market for her water. So essentially she created a bathwater derivatives market, um, which is, you know, late stage capitalism at its, at its best. Brad, is this, is this part of the overall market just sorting itself out? Like where does this play into, you know, this giant machine we created, which is Western capitalism and and where's this, where's this going, man? Look, when uh, a country is so prosperous that um, the population starts spending their wealth on frivolous things that don't produce more within the society. So starting back in, let's say, the 50s, the NFL starts taking off and people start spending their hard-earned American dollars to go watch football games, which in the grand scheme of the world does not matter at all. It doesn't matter who wins the Super Bowl, okay? That's kind of well, a sign of uh, that's a country opinion. that's doing well. <laughs> yeah, I knew I'd be turning the screws on you, but that's a sign of a country that's doing well. But as soon as people in mass within your country are spending um, you know, excess wealth on things like somebody's bath water, that's, that's the peak, man. I mean, the timing's perfect. I think this was happening at the end of 2020. And, you know, that's pretty much, that's pretty much a... Uh, um, lining up on the trading charts with some some pretty big dips and some of the first some of the first weeks and months we ever saw losses in the last decade. So bathwater might actually be a tradable signal, but we'll have to start tracking I mean, that price somehow. We already talked about uh, you know strippers kind of being the canary in the coal mines uh, a lot of times, uh, especially in New York, where uh, a lot of times they're able to call recessions yeah. before anybody else. Which is, one. I've, heard, I've heard that episode one but i've heard that multiple times like there's something to that without a doubt um i'm trying to recall what was the what was the movie with j-lo or whatever did you ever see that i think i watched it on a plane or maybe i watched it on deployment uh, <laughs> but she did this she, entire thing where they like ripped off that? you know she's like a was it go that ahead, terrible movie? That terrible movie with her and Ben Affleck, Geely? No, no. This is like a year ago. This is like two years ago. She does this thing where she's like a, you know, a middle aged. You know, but it's JLo, like fifty now. But she's like a middle aged stripper, and it's based on a true story about a couple of uh, club girls that like ripped off a bunch of guys in the financial district in New York for years on end, and were just making loads of money. But it's just, as, you know, as soon as people start spending money that is the baseline of their ability to survive and they're spending it on crap like this, it's a, a sure sign of too many good times and it's a time to, 
Time to wrap it in a little bit. You know the economy is going to start suffering at some point because we're just being freaking crazy. Yeah, buy gold. And uh, really good uh, job by me and Brad. Um, knowing the title of the movie we're referencing, that's good podcasting right there. The title is, <laughs> the title is Hustlers. It's 2019, starring J-Lo. They're 2019, Hustlers. My bad. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch that this weekend so I can get into better detail on the next on the next podcast hey, yeah that's oh, uh we had a couple people with us uh listening to the pod but i didn't get a shout off shout out off in time that's too bad come on back oh dang it so these well, uh what's these our, millennials uh, man they're pretty savvy with figuring out uh how to make some cash online and how to how to figure out what everyone's up to these days huh everyone's out there making a buck yeah i'm just saying i, I was saying um everybody's finding their niche, man. Um, and markets are popping up for things you wouldn't, you wouldn't even realize, uh, had demand, including, uh, this kid who started the jet tracker app for all these high net worth individuals. You got, uh, the info on that, Brad? Yeah, we got this guy. We got this guy who started with, um, the Elon jet. It was a Twitter account that's been set up to just automatically report and track the movement of Elon Musk, um, Elon Musk's jet, and it blew up and got a ton of attention because Elon eventually heard about it and actually directly talked to this guy uh, Jack Sweeney on Twitter, saying, "Hey, can you can you stop tracking me? I'll even pay you to do it because there's a bit of a security risk here." And that's when this thing just got everybody's attention, right? And I I didn't really think about it that way. It kind of just seems like a an inconvenience or this guy, you know, these rich guys don't want to be followed, but there's a bit of a security flaw in the whole system. And we'll get into that. But Elon initially offered um, Sweeney five grand to stop tracking him. And of course, this is public information. You and I as you know, pilots and former pilots know pretty well that if you can keep finding this information from the FAA and all the airports, it's easy enough to know where someone's flying. I'm not sure how this guy figured out how to automate it, but that you know, kudos to him. But um, Elon offers Sweeney five grand to stop it, and Sweeney counter offers Elon, right? Can you imagine that? Musk says he'll pay you for something, and you give a counter offer, and Sweeney says he'd like 50 grand and an internship. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's a good idea. Throw the internship in there, kind of like, it's kind of edgy, an edgy way of negotiating. And uh, Musk tells him that he'd counter offer, but he stopped, he stopped responding publicly, at least. Uh, and Sweeney did end up landing a job from Stratos, Stratos Jet Charters, um, an Orlando-based jet company. And, of course, he started selling merch online to monetize his accounts. So when I say accounts, he went from just running Elon Jet to creating ZuckJet for Zuckerberg, as well as accounts to follow uh, just a whole bunch of different people, multiple different corporate jets. He's tracking uh, celebrity jets, NASA aircraft, the Air Force. You know, it's it's going to be anything and everything. You'll just choose what you want and and track them around. But if you check out these accounts online, if if an aircraft that you want to track takes off, it tells you how far it flies, where it flew from, where it went to, how much fuel it burned, how many uh, emissions that that ended up burning, and like what the presumed cost of fuel was for that flight. So it's pretty robust. I'm I'm impressed with him setting this all up. I'm trying to think of some some applications right there's got to be a few especially when you talk about harvesting data and understanding where people are going and what they're doing and whether or not they're you know all rendezvousing in the same same city for something you know a big conference or uh 
some kind of tech convention that that everyone's you know falling in on. But it's pretty wild that this dude went out there and blew up because of it. Yeah, it's awesome. And you know, as smart as Elon Musk is, I mean, he played right into this kid's hands and just you know helped to just give this kid his you know fifteen minutes of fame and blow his name up because here we are talking about him. And, uh, you know, this is, this is a well-worn path. Have you ever, it's, it's, it's called the Streisand effect. Have you ever heard of it? The Streisand effect? Yeah. Cause it, back in the early two thousands, Barbara Streisand was, uh, building a home in Malibu. Anyways, she was like putting AstroTurf in or so, something like that. Right. Like something, uh, against, you know, so, something that like people didn't want. And so this guy started posting pictures of it online or, you know, sent them to the press or whatever. Anyways, it was a non-story until Barbara Streisand's lawyers started issuing this guy cease and desist. And then it blew up and it, it ended up garnering a ton more attention because she engaged with, with uh, you know, the, the guy trying to suppress the images he was uh, giving to the press. Same thing with Elon. He probably could have just oh. not said anything. And it, you know, nobody would have been the wiser, but, uh, you know, he had to scratch that, uh, had to scratch that itch and, uh, and, uh, you know, the opposite effect of what he wanted happened. It's kind of funny. That's wild. I mean, I'm looking at the Zuckjet, um, account right now. And I know that Zuckerberg landed in Hawaii yesterday, uh, and later that afternoon took off in route for Fiji. I mean, that's nuts. What a life, dude. <laughs> God. But, like, think of the application on that. Like, you could have uh, – yeah, there's just a lot of assumptions you can really figure out with that stuff, whether you're tracking corporate people moving in route for one engagement or another. I mean, imagine if you just kept following, let's say, Richard Branson. I'm just throwing his name out there. And he does something that's just kind of off the path. He flies to a city where he has no business. He's never done anything before. You really, you know, the general public has no information on why he would ever be there. And, you know, a couple of investors start slinking around trying to figure out why he was there and what he was doing. And they find out that Richard Branson is throwing down heavy amounts of money into some new tech or some new company that's popped up down in Venezuela and no one else is paying attention to it. And it's become going to become some dominant force in South America. And now you throw, throw your money in early and, and boom, there you go. Like there's just so much stuff you could really figure out based on uh, tracking these guys. I think it's the politicians that are probably going to be the most interesting accounts to really, to really take a look at, you know, cause those dogs are just going who knows where to talk to who knows what. And, uh, you know, I think we'll probably get into it on a later episode, but, um, you know, it's fun. It's really funny to see your politician whose job is to serve the public and create policy that, you know, serves their uh, constituencies, uh, you know, consistently make higher levels of returns, magnitudes order, magnitudes of order greater than like even the most sophisticated investors. So, that will be uh, something we'll get into later, but I think we should we should have a uh, Twitter reporting where these guys are going and what they're doing, so some of us average smucks like me can maybe get in on something early. Yeah, it's um, 
I like where you're going with that. We'll definitely throw that into the next pod. That's going to be a good a good topic to break down. We'll come well well researched. But with these plane flights, it's like you have the world's wealthiest and most powerful people all flying into the same areas, like Davos and Switzerland. They do this giant summit. So imagine really you can pull up the roster of who attended that thanks to this plane tracking. Basically, it's pretty pretty unique. Um, we'll have to do some some sleuthing. Oh yeah. Those rich secret societies. We'll have to uh, talk about some of those as well. <laughs> yeah. You won't have to join the club to know who's in there anymore. Yeah. Perfect. Full transparency. Zuck jet. It's my goal to fly on the, fly on the Elon jet at one point in, in my future. That'd be pretty insane. Yeah, dude. I heard you could get a, I, a nice massage on that thing, bro. I, <laughs> yeah. I wonder where that's going to go. I wonder where that's going to go. It'll be interesting. You know, he's, he's super public. He's super um, wealthy, obviously. He's ungodly awkward. And of course, you know, if someone finally, it's a little late for the whole Me, Me Too movement, but had this happened in the heyday of the Me Too movement, I think right now he'd just be getting blasted. It's still out there, but I think he'd just be getting destroyed. He would just have no credibility instantaneously. I mean, that, that movement was powerful overnight for, you know, six months or so. Yeah, absolutely. And not to, uh, you know, not to uh, say the claims aren't legitimate or whatever, but uh, yeah, it seems like that really had some uh, groundswell behind it when it first started. And now, you know, like anything in our 24 hour news cycle, it's just kind of faded away into oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously you still want people speaking up and reporting things and we letting us deal with the assholes of society um, but, uh, I think in some sense, Musk is probably lucky that this, you know, didn't happen in 2019 or 2020. Yeah. Good for her. I probably would have just, uh, done whatever he asked. <laughs> okay. Got my little yeah, uh, not... flight, flight attendant outfit on dude, you know, oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's Elon Musk. <laughs> Dang man. Well, you got anything else? Do you have anything else teed up for today? on this nice no. little tuesday yeah i think this is a good one man and uh maybe we'll shoot for something else on thursday friday maybe yeah for sure i can get on all right sounds good brother thanks for tuning in you guys take care see y'all <laughs>